You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Almost Human After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Almost Human After Show. Hey there, human fans. We're here doing the AfterBuzz TV after show for Almost Human. Uh, this is episode 106, Arrhythmia. I am Matt Lieberman. Joining me on the panel, as always, we have the fabulous and talented Miss Megan Salinas. Hey, everybody. The fantastic and hilarious Mr. Ryan Hooks. Hey, Ryan Hooks. And the brilliant Mr. Zach Wilson. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yes. All right. So, uh... We we had an episode. I, I I personally I liked it a lot. It was the first of our back episodes. The show's been aired out of order, uh, so we saw episodes one, four, five, six, seven, and eight. And now tonight we watched technically episode three. Uh, what did y'all think of it? I I thought it was great. Um, I you know and think, speaking of the, to the episodes being out of order, I actually am going to side with airing it this way. I thought it was great where it landed. Um, I like the return to the gruffness between their relationship. That it's like it, I like that it comes back to it here as opposed to just bouncing back and forth. Um, and it was just a solid episode. I agree. I think it was a solid episode. I personally would have liked to see to have seen it a couple weeks ago. I I'm I'm on the opposite side. I like them being more buddy cop. Um, it was kind of weird to see them go from being buddy cop to. Uh, to going back and having a step back in their relationship. That's just me, though. Yeah. I thought so, too. I thought there was a weird, like, disjointed feel between Dorian and Kenex. But that was the only thing that I didn't like about this episode in terms of, like, the disjointed order. Yeah, so go ahead and say it. it. You're solid. right, Ryan Hooks. You are right. That was a good call. <laughs> Everyone can say it now. No. 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 <laughs> Never. Uh, the funny thing about it, though, is, like, if you look at the dialogue... The dialogue itself isn't that different, I think, than uh, than what it would have been if it was if this episode was in sequence. They just played it differently. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like the jokes were still of a similar type. I, I, I it was jarring to have them be a little more gruff gruff together. But I also think that a concept as big as meeting another DRN is something that was a bit too big to be introduced that early in the series. Yes, I definitely agree. Uh, it was great to draw that out. I don't think we would want to deal with that so quickly because it's such a major point in Dorian's life. Yeah, it's it's a big deal, and you know you can't take that first encounter back. You know, um, so I, I'm excited to to see it and the implications of what it opened up. I, I personally really enjoyed. Now, you know, that's another thing, right? So you have his moment with uh, the the female uh, bot in skin who had the human DNA imprinted uh, on her skin. I don't think that moment would have had the level of power that it did if he had met a version of himself the week before. 
You know, it feels like a step down. Even though she was being decommissioned, you know, this uh, DRN-494, as we learned from the subtitles, uh, is his designation. You know, DRN-494 is just going back to work, and he gets this happy ending. He gets to remember this little boy. Like, oh, what an awesome scene. We'll talk that more about really it later. Um, I, and I think, too, with the episodes in order or out of order, one thing that we do have in this episode that's been consistent is Dorian doing things that are human-like for other people. Yeah. He's taking extra steps to help people, whether they're robots or whether they're androids or whether they're other people he's doing things for someone else yeah he he has a good he has a good heart robotic or regular uh he's very altruistic he's empathetic mm-hmm. he he can sense you know what people need or what they're feeling he might not have the words or experiences to describe it but he can sense need and uh he's really good at, at helping people out in that regard i liked seeing that um it was i the only complaint I have about that is that after last week's van flip, I wanted to move forward from there. So it was kind of in, it was. Well, how kind terrified of, were you when <laughs> DRN four nine four just like gunned it across the street <laughs> and, and just grabbed that, that dude? Yeah, I thought, oh my god, this is one of the crazy ones. Well, He's well, gonna they rip well, him open. Well, he might be. I mean, they deal. They introduced the Luger test. Yes. Now mm-hmm. and like, so we we know a little bit more about the decommissioning of the DRNs, which is something I I've personally been super curious about. Me too. And so this is the litmus test for are you a crazy DRN? Right. And uh, really, we don't know much about it. We know that Dorian thinks that it was a bit skewed. Uh, it's the reason why he got decommissioned. You know, he failed the Luger test. This uh, this guy, this synthetic well, guy. Um, Dorian didn't fail it, right? It was uh, the other guy failed it, right? But when when they but when, he was also decommissioned. I don't. He I was don't, decommissioned because they decided to decommission all, all of, of them, them because a, a number of them had failed the test. Got I think it. was the reason. I was a little bit unclear when they say decommissioned. I assume that means just shut down and taken off the market, not put to another use. Right. So did I'm not sure did. 494 pass or fail? That's what I'm thinking is like, well, first of all, he doesn't know why he was decommissioned. He said decommissioned. He is no longer a cop. Um, but it, there's two ways to take it, right? Either he passed the Luger test and therefore was able to continue working in society, just not as a cop because people didn't feel safe with these potentially quote unquote crazy androids mm-hmm. running around. Or, uh, he, he failed the test. And uh, Dorian passed the test, and that's why he was still potentially able to be right. used by the police. He's been repurposed, basically, right. as a tech at the hospital. Right. Wherever he's working Whereas at. if Dorian passed it, that's why he was still able to be used by police under extreme circumstances. Or we're waiting to find out that maybe Dorian did not pass it. And there's something else going on there. Yeah. Uh, that could be an interesting <laughs> twist. Yeah. And, and that was a very interesting to hear about Dorian talk about, you know, moments before getting decommissioned. Um, yeah. Again, we don't know whether or not he passed the test, but we know how he felt right before he went to sleep. He's like, am I ever going to wake up again? Yeah. Well, um, I, we're going to talk a lot about this, uh, a little later on the show. I wanted, I want to just talk about our, our big A plot for the moment. Uh, we have this organ transplant caper. It's a bit like the movie In Time, uh, where people, and maybe that's another reason why they delayed this episode, is like, oh, this feels a little familiar. Maybe just give some time for people to love the show before we introduce something that they might be like, hey, you're ripping them hey. off. I was um, having Elysium flashbacks. As opposed to an episode of 
uh, you know, Die Hard. there's a lot that's familiar in this series but it's different enough that we can still enjoy it plus everyone rips off Die Hard (laughs) that's allowed that's a given now even Hans Gruber rips it off right yeah (laughs) exactly what (laughs) that was a comment from Megan okay her love of Hans Gruber okay (laughs) who doesn't love Hans Gruber everyone loves Hans Gruber anyone if you ever get a dachshund name him Hans Gruber (laughs) it's the best name for a Zavina dog Don Zavina dog shall be named Hans Gruber anyway and also, Hans Gruber was so not German. <laughs> Decidedly, besides the point. So um, we have this this uh, this guy, Mr. Lee. He bursts into this hospital, gun drawn. He's demanding immediate heart surgery uh, or else he'll die. His robotic heart shuts down and he's over. And uh, we have all of these aftermarket uh, artificial hearts and limbs and things that are being repurposed by this shady cabal of people uh, who are regularly extorting people to keep them alive. And uh, it's a brilliant scheme. It's a brilliant scheme. Why not? Yeah. They're just mm-hmm. th- throwing them away anyway, right? Right. So why not put them to use? We're just not, because something is anybody. old doesn't mean you should throw it away. <laughs> exactly. Quote of the day. I know. Well, <laughs> see that twinkle in Dorian's eye when they said that? Yeah. Well, like that's that something else that we're going to talk about because the, there were some really so strong, much. really strong themes in this episode. Yeah. And I, I re- that's one of the reasons why I like it so much. Um, but, you know, we were following this around. We got uh, this shady guy at the at the crematorium. Uh, we've got our suspect at the at the artificial at Vestral. Vestral? Vastral? It was Vastral. 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 <laughs> Tell us what it was. It was neither of us. It was Vastral. It was Vastral. Uh, she, she's just like, you know, whatever. They um, they find out that all these people have, have these hearts and uh, shit. We got to We got to save them. Uh, and then as soon as the bad people find out, I'm explaining this beautifully. Cause <laughs> I, this guy did that thing with this girl and that girl went over here and that I, guy did the thing with the hearts. And- I mean, you basically <laughs> got a protection racket being yeah. run by the assistant to the CEO of a big biomedical corporation. Right. And we're, we're given this moment where when they save this woman who's about to get this heart that, uh, that has these, these little radio frequency things that help shut it off in it she's like you didn't save me i wanted to spend you know just a few more days with my family more time with my family you know wouldn't you do the same how much would you pay uh which is like a very interesting point how much would you pay to spend more time on this planet how far would you go to save yourself yeah same thing <laughs> as last week nobody mm-hmm. messes with my coffee maker. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's what, what, what did it uh, what uh, what it boils down to is a great uh comparison to today's issue of health insurance like we're going through all that i had i'm dealing with all that stuff right now yeah um how's that going <laughs> <laughs> website still shut down crap yeah Uh-oh. but what what it ends up being is like how much how do we heal those who can't pay yeah like it, who's to say this person's life is more valuable than this person's just because they have more money they have the technology and the cremator uh makes a great point when he's talking about 
these things are just going to be destroyed. Yeah. These things have the potential to save lives, and the law says I have to destroy it. So that this company can make more money by selling fresh ones. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I'd be with him on that if he wasn't an extorting jerk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you like you saw that moment where he almost reached for the switch to reset him. And I'm like, do it, bro. Just do you it all. It doesn't it. matter. Yeah. I cursed when he walked away. I was like, ah, God. And commercial. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who else knew it was going to be the assistant? I totally called it. Yeah, he gave up the he like they didn't even have to pressure him. He was just like, oh, here's all the information that you need about this. Uh, no, it was the lady. Oh, oh, the assistant. The assistant. assistant. Of, of, of she was the mastermind. She, she was. She had access to the lists. And yeah, she was the mastermind. Like, if I go down, you go down with me. And he was like, "Oh yeah," and then he <laughs> totally murders her and cleans her house, but not. But he didn't clean up his cleaning products. Loser. He totally yeah. could do so much better than that, and he didn't. <laughs> and that's why he's... That's why he burns the bodies and not murders them and cleans them. Yeah, I know. How sweet was that cremation machine anyway? <sighs> yeah. It was neat as hell. But yeah. it also, like, what? You're burning plastic? That can't be good for the environment. <laughs> that's why it was enclosed <laughs> in that case. And I know. Well, there's a lot of things that go on in this world that it's like, oh, that's probably not environmentally sound. Right. Or frugal, like pushing Amexes out of a moving vehicle. That's, yeah. that's not. Oh, we had another. We had another Amex <laughs> fatality this week. Do you week. have any idea how much those cost? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Maldonado's Amex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So going back to that, that as well. When we talked about Dorian and his super f- truck flipping strength, he did have a moment in this episode where he busted through the wall. Yeah, Remember that when was he, like, cool. Scanned the building and came through. So I'm kind of surprised now that he was so surprised when he flipped the truck. Because if this was episode two or three, and he busts through the wall like that, then why a wall? A moving it's truck. Plaster. Yeah, it's plaster. Yeah. You know, if, if you tried hard enough, I could probably bust. Through you the wall could too. bust through a wall. You know, if you punched hard enough, versus, the wall might hurt you a little bit, but right. you could probably get through. Right, like you might have some stitches, whatever. But flipping a truck requires serious strength. While chasing it down, while chasing it down on your super legs, <laughs> and it also there was like this weird noise, like he charged up before he hit yeah. it, and then like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, um. But yeah, so I, I think it was more just he didn't mean to hit it with that much strength. And yeah. he was just like, whoa, what yeah. just happened? And that's, I think that's shocking to anybody. Like, you know, when you accidentally, when you, when you accidentally hurt someone, if that's ever happened to you, you accidentally hurt someone really bad, you don't know your own strength. <sighs> That freaks you out. And he accidentally knocked over a van and it blew up, killing three people. Yeah, clones. Oops. But still, yeah, people. Well, that's, I mean, almost human. Deb- the theme of the show. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> Debatable theme of the show. I just want to talk really quickly about iTunes before we jump into the meat of our conversation. Uh, folks, thanks to all of you who have reached out on the Thank iTunes, you. on the YouTube, on the Twitter. We love our fans. Uh, we're number one again this week. Uh, Boom. Which yeah. is... The radicalist. We <laughs> love, love, love your support. Um, but here's the deal, folks. Uh, we still, we we still have a okay, not great number of iTunes reviews and uh, ratings. We could do so much better, and we need your help to make this happen. AfterBuzz TV puts out fifty to sixty 
hours of content a week. Free content. This is a free podcast. You get to download it for free and enjoy it on the road or on the subway, at the gym, at work, wherever you listen to it. Even at home. Some Sitting people... traffic on the 101. Yeah. Some, yeah. <laughs> some people listen. even listen to podcasts while they cook. That's what I do, you know? But... You, you get it for free. We do it for free. What can you do to help us? Because we do this service for you. Here's what you do. You open your iTunes. You go to the iTunes store. You slap us with a five-star rating. Maybe throw us a nice little review. Let us know what you like about the show. Maybe what you don't. What could we fix? What are we missing? You know, is there is there a point that we're just not making? You can tell us. We want to know. So it would really help us out. It keeps the show searchable. We want to be the number one Almost Human podcast on the web uh, it also helps our bosses know that we're doing a good job and we want them to know because i mean you know i think we are doing a good we want to help you help us help you <laughs> yeah we could Something go down like a rabbit hole of of help you help us help you help us or we could keep talking about the show but again thank you for all your support we're on it quick shout out to hanko nine twitter reached out to us about some comments on the show from last week's episode. Love Hanko9. He runs uh, he runs the Google Plus circle for Almost Human and for several mm-hmm. other shows. Very, very nice dude. Highly recommend you follow him on Google Plus. I think that's a good idea. Some yeah. other people we just wanted to shout out from YouTube who, who commented, and we appreciate that. Diane Sutherland, you were wondering when the show was going to go up. It's going up right now. It's going up right now. Uh, thank <laughs> you for Coming watching you. and being so excited that you can't wait. Uh, free to be... Uh, saying, I love that you go so deep in the discussions. Great show as always. I, we love to hear that. We love yeah, to hear that you are enjoying yeah. it. You know, uh, every AfterBuzz show is different. Every podcast is different. I think that this show, we all think this show merits a deeper discussion of theme, of allegory, of uh, technology and morality. It's, you know, that's what the best science fiction does is it's, mm-hmm. it, it opens up these issues for intense conversation. Um, so let's get into it. So we had, uh, we had Dorian and we had DRN494, who is another DRN, the first other one that we've ever met. And he's working as a tech at this hospital. He's just, he's just repairing stuff. You know, all of his potential wasted on repairs. And all he wants to do is be a cop. Uh, and Dorian, you know, perhaps without thinking, uh, throws him in the car. Time for a ride along. And we're able to see, you know, what being an android is like through this other guy's eyes. Uh, this, this DRN who's not able to do what he was born to do, really. You know, born, built, whatever. Um, and it's, it, it sucks for him. He's not happy. Yeah, he's trapped. Yeah. He's trapped. He, he never wanted to be a lab tech. All, like, it, as Dorian puts it, you know, all I want to do is be a cop. I just want to be a good cop. And, and the fact that they put me to sleep was was painful and the only thought that i had was god i hope there's someone to wake me up and that person was you and it kind of explains why even though kennix puts up such a front for the majority of these early episodes dorian is just so grateful to be awake again he's almost looking at him like in in that moment almost like a father yeah a little bit bit of a savior complex like i could have been asleep forever i might i could have been taken apart but you woke me up and allow me to do my purpose again that might be one of the reasons why he he's always got a smile on and why he's always joking he's He's just so happy yeah Yeah, he's just so happy to be doing what he what he was meant to do sure it's been years since he was awake yeah and you can see and on drn494 you can see the the look of like the pride he took when he starts talking about his work. Like there's a recognition when he's talking about police work. He 
loved it. And if you've ever been in a place in your life where you've been struggling and then you think back to the, somebody starts talking to you about something that was great, a great point in your life, you just you think about it and you you can see it on your face. Yeah. And you could see it on 494. Yeah. And you can, you, again, getting into the synthetic soul. And, um, you know, there's this whole issue. You were talking about it before the show, Zach, mm-hmm. of nature versus nurture. Yeah. It's uh, one of the things that I notice is that 494 has very different habits than uh, than Dorian. He starts doing the, the thing at the window. Um, sorry, I just did that in all of your ears. But, uh, but it was a re- but then Dorian picks it up to, to mess with Kenix a lot, but it wasn't something he had done before. And these two beings who are created with the exact same programming down to the, the ones and zeros, they are the same, form different habits based on what happened to them as they existed. Yeah, and they also they talk a little bit differently. They they consider things a little bit differently. Uh Dorian is funnier. He leans on humor a lot more versus DRN494. You know, he he's a lot more colloquial, but he's also he he's also man. Yeah, he kept saying man, he kept leaning <laughs> on his colloquialisms uh routine, but uh he also I feel like was a little more timid. He he isn't as easy it, it, he isn't as easygoing as Dorian. I, I feel like he's still... We don't know what happened between when all of them dot, got decommissioned and when he got his case files taken away. And who knows what other memories besides his files were robbed, uh, were, you know, were taken. Yeah, he refused to take a gun. He was like, I'm terrified. So yeah. we don't know what happened to him. As I've said several times in the past episodes, I'm waiting to see the moment where they have one of these emotional breakdowns. And I was watching this episode thinking... This could be the point when they actually show a DRN having an emotional breakdown because that would explain why they didn't comment on later facts because it didn't actually happen to Dorian. It happened to somebody exactly like Dorian. But then when he was trying to give him the gun. I was like, oh, this is it. This is going to happen. And then he doesn't take the gun. Well, see, I love that he didn't take the gun and that he said he was terrified. And was was this this was before or after he told the story about killing the man and the little boy? I think it was before because I, okay. I think yeah. um, that story came a little later. Okay. Well, even though... Even though he saved this boy and he had this incredible human moment with him, I think the I think taking a life freaked DRN four nine four out a lot, and it might be the key reason why he was decommissioned. He broke protocol. Mm-hmm. These androids were built to serve a function. The fact that they are able to break protocol, you know, even going back to Asimov and his three rules of laws of robotics. Yep. A, a robot that cannot follow its programming or willfully chooses not to follow it is a danger to all the people around it, even if they're meaning to do the right thing, even if they are actively doing the right thing. And we've seen this yeah. with Dorian in several episodes before because when they were going into that one building, he's like, let's go. And Kenix <laughs> is like, let's go. And everyone else is like, you must wait. You know, all the MX units were telling him to stop, and Dorian chose to go in with Kenix first. Yeah. Well, it comes. I mean, they talk about the DRNs being crazy or being unstable. It basically means they're human. They make mistakes. They make judgment calls that are debatable. They have opinions, and they have to live with the guilt when those decisions don't turn out right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't take the gun. I think in large part to to when he tackled the guy and he was wrong. Like yeah. he makes him gun shy. Literally. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's when you have that much strength, when you have that much power, think about, you know, Dorian, how shocked he was when he flipped that van, right? Imagine him making a big mistake and taking a life and knowing what you're capable of 
has to be even more horrifying because if you feel like a person and you you empathize with other people like a person to take a life is a huge deal and to be you know able to take a life at any moment's notice to have this strength and this speed and and be so such a danger to all these people around you people that you actively love because i feel like these drns love people yep yeah, you know uh, that's gotta be a really horrifying thing to realize. And you don't have an adolescence to grow up and come to terms with who you are and what you're capable of. They are just made, they're activated, and then they just have to deal with being alive. I, I sometimes say this, and I know that this is kind of like getting into like hippy dippy territory, but <laughs> I feel like we spend a lot of our lives getting over the shock of being born. Uh, you don't ask to be born, you don't think about it. Just there's a moment and you're in a womb and you're not really sensing anything. And then all of a sudden sensory overload and you're in the world and you're breathing oxygen, you're hearing noise and somebody slaps you on the ass. You get wrapped in a blanket, you get wrapped in a blanket and then you get put in in a little plastic tub while you for for a couple of days while you kind of like get used to being alive. And I feel like we spend the majority of our time on Earth getting over the fact that we were born at all and trying to figure out why we were here. So imagine never having, say, 18 years to try to figure it out before you're thrust in the... 25, 30, yeah, 50, 70, <laughs> before you're thrust into the world and forced to figure out how to live and how to survive. And you're just activated and you're given a purpose and then someone takes it away from you. And Dorian's like three, like they said, right? That he was a lot... Yeah. Surfed like three years? He's like three years three old. Three and a half, four. <laughs> Yeah. It, it also raises the point that we all go through that phase of, we all go through that, where, what am I on this earth to do? What do I want to do with my life? What, Who am I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but these guys, they know what they're here for. Was that a reference to Doctor Who the movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That, and there's also an episode of Scrubs where there's a tackling Alzheimer's patient. Okay. Who am I? And okay, okay. People. Back to this show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's a good aside. If we're going to go to the side, <laughs> thank you. Doctor Who is always a fun place to go. Yes. Uh, but for those of our audience who ha don't watch Doctor Who, let's talk about this show. What was your, what was your point, Zach? <laughs> I don't <Sorry>. even remember. <laughs> who am I? We, we all go point? through this, who am I phase. Okay. But <laughs> Sorry. No, just like he, yeah, he's three years old. He he was given a purpose, and then he was informed by the people who gave him that purpose, who effe effectively birthed him, that he is no longer qualified to do that job. And then he was put to sleep and there was nothing he could do about it. You know, uh, like the fact that he's not, that he hasn't gone nuts, you know, right now, I think is kind of remarkable because it's a lot to deal with. And maybe I'm giving well, him too much credit. I mean, t let us know in the comments, are we giving him too much credit? You know, <laughs> like, cause he, while he has a, he has a synthetic soul, we don't know what capacity he has for feeling and for fear and for love. I feel like it's I gotta be based on what they've shown more than anyone else in the show. Like, he's got more I compassion agree. and more empathy and more feeling than anyone, any of the characters that we've established. Yeah. So. What I, and I don't want to get too off track with, um, like, predictions and conspiracies or anything yet but like we still don't know why some of these drns went crazy in the first place was it because of the emotional burden or is this something where in syndicate is well playing a here's part? the thing i i'm starting to believe based on what we saw this week and and how uh dorian talked about the luger test that uh the drns didn't go crazy at all 
and that uh, and that they realized that the Luger test something was wrong, or that they were being corrupted somehow. I mean, I think it just comes down to the point that they're they were too real, they were too human, yeah. And it, it becomes an issue of are they are they too human to exist? They, in this episode, we get that really poignant conversation about what's it like to be immortal. Yeah. Like, What's it like to have all the time in the world? Exactly, mm-hmm. and w- the, how do you regulate that? Like uh, one of it's uh, it's like the movie uh, Bicentennial Man. Which yes, you know, Matt, you I, and I totally discussed was thinking point. about that today. And it they in that movie they boil it down to what differentiates robots from man is that man can die, and that's where they draw the line of giving him rights. Yeah. So Dorian doesn't get his own apartment. We saw that last week mm-hmm. with the fun little. Weird shower room. Yeah. We, are we going to go to the Dorian unit of measurement again? <laughs> Listen, the door is 12 Dorians away from this table, <laughs> and I will throw you out of it if we sidetrack one this Dorian at a time. conversation. Let's do yeah, We'll just take this conversation one Dorian at a time. Guys, you don't want to open that door. (laughs) (laughs) We can't reach it. Our arms aren't that long. Um, But, but Zach, your point brings me to uh, the next topic that I really want to talk about is just we did have these very strong themes of immortality and um, technology being uh, recycled or thrown away. And uh, he's right. You know, the DRNs, technically, they can live forever. It seems like most androids don't live forever because they're, you know killed somehow by mechanics or Dorian tackling somebody <laughs> yeah pretty much um, but it, it is an interesting point is like these these guys potentially could live forever and see everything and that sounds it's it's both beautiful and horrible at the same time that's mm-hmm. gotta be terrifying to know that you know that you will never die and that if you do something wrong or some you're in pain you will live with that pain forever and you get a sense of loneliness too from Dorian a lot of times in the way he talks and acts. Like the, there's something he feels like he wants a connection, but he can't quite figure out well, how to get it. Especially with somebody as much empathy as he has, he, you know, he does make connections to these people, and that's something to think about. If you could potentially live forever, these are people who are going to get old and die, or you know, tragedy is going to strike. You know, you never know when a house is going to burn down. This is an odd connection to make, but off of that, I like. I want Dorian to get a girlfriend, like a human, like a human girlfriend. Did you just get all Lord of the Rings on us here? Why is that Lord of the Rings? Because she gives him the necklace, and he's trying to live, and she's going to die. Yeah, I I was just watching that literally today. Um, Yeah, yeah, Aragorn and Arwen. But uh, man, we're going all over the place tonight. But um, but no, but like, uh, I want to see him grapple with those issues, and and I want to see what his version of love and like a, a romantic love looks like because i don't know it's the truth because i don't know i don't know that he has that impulse i think he understands it to a degree or at least understands the most basic level of it in that you know he wants to see kennex happy with with stall um which we don't even know that they'd be good together i mean we have an inkling now they like bourbon and soccer (laughs) i mean that's enough for like you know a couple of months but you got to have some depth there too i mean they also like chasing bad guys wouldn't it be funny if uh, dorian and stall ended up together (laughs) i think that would be great or dorian and maldonado dorian and maldonado Ain't never gonna happen. Um, <laughs> well, it is something that the show is kind of missing right now. Like, you, you've got the will they, won't they a little bit with Kenix and Stahl, but there's no 
possible triangle stuff going on. We don't need a love triangle. triangle. We don't need a love triangle. Let's let's be one and one. We need one and one. We don't even have three. (laughs) Fox, do not do that, please. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) I'm not. No suggestions. Don't listen to me, Fox. Zach Wilson has nothing to say. (laughs) Um, But it, it comes down to the point that can Dorian connect with a human being in that way? He isn't human. Like, yeah, he's almost human. Uh, um, I'm going to pretend I didn't say that and move on. But he, he is a different species. He's a different form of life. Yeah. I mean, he, we, we were talking about it before. He comes into the world as a full-grown human. He doesn't get an adolescence. He doesn't get a childhood. And then he can live forever. His life experience is 100% different than ours. Even going living in the same place as a human being, yeah. that life is totally variated from which what like we do. which brings me back to last week's episode and we have the scientist who got killed who was trying to study these clones no one's studying the psychology of these drns they just threw them away they just put them in a closet instead of realizing this is a brand new form of life that we created that's feeling like us and thinking like us but is radically unlike us in that their life cycle is completely different and that they can live forever. And the implications of that psychologically must be astounding. I Like, it kills me that they're not studying it. <laughs> well, people got scared, and you know what happens when people get scared? They get violent. Wow. Our Stephen Lemieux from the booth. I heard it. Sorry, guys. Well, I don't pers- know if you heard it. He well, just did I hate Fresh to Prince. keep quoting things, but, you know, men in black. A person is smart, like a psychologist, but people are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals. Yeah. And so when you have an administrative who gets administration who gets scared of these things, mm-hmm. that's, of course, that's what they're going to do. I'm surprised they weren't flat out destroyed. Especially with the level of crime they're supposedly having, you know, in the cities because it got so bad. I wonder if the DRNs discovered police corruption and, oh. and could not just be reprogrammed to forget it. Do you know what that's I mean? That's a possibility. Like an MX, an MX, you could just clear their data banks and then they'd just be a clean slate. DRNs form memories. They make connections. They well, feel. And you can take those memories away, but you can't take away those feelings. Exactly. Like they'd still feel like something was wrong. Yeah. Something would be weighing on them. So maybe that's another... That- yeah, and reason then, why they went quote unquote crazy, and yeah. and also you know having an intense feeling but not knowing why it's there could drive someone crazy. And we do know that there's definitely corruption within the police force. We know that someone is a mole. We know that yeah. you know. Um, we also know from uh, the episode with uh, that focused on Rudy that yeah you know a captain you know was was running this was drug running this operation, massive drug ring, totally. Um, so, okay, so we've got immortality, but we also have this idea of the, uh, the hearts and these, these synthetic body parts, you know, just being thrown away, uh, or when they could be being recycled. And we have the majority of the DRNs, which we haven't seen, and until now, I just assumed were all gone, like had been tw- taken apart for parts or whatever, but apparently being repurposed in other functions. Now, I don't know why why they're being allowed to do it. I know that like uh, a DRN being a tech is a lot less scary than a DRN carrying a gun and being programmed to you know assault people uh, technically. Um, but I feel like the public would still be pretty terrified 
knowing that these things were out there if this propaganda of these things are crazy is still out there. Well, we still don't know what it was they did that was quote unquote crazy. It yeah. may not have been straight up violent crimes. They may not have been killing people or directly hurting people. They may have been ratting out dirty cops. And yeah, it might have been it something swept under the rug that only people in the police force know about because it was cops that were saying that's one of the crazy ones. Yeah. I'm very eager to see because I'm sure we will get it at some point. The Dorian flashback episode where we see his uh, his life as a cop before he was decommissioned. Yeah. And the reason why he was decommissioned. Well, it, it, I mean, there's a lot there that they just haven't shown us. I mean, I assume it. I, I I'm assuming that there's a conspiracy. I'm going to call that right now. There's a reason, uh, some very bad reason that they were shut down because they're not even all aware of it. Four nine four actually didn't know that they had all been decommissioned because they were deemed crazy. Yeah, because his files were three years old. Yeah, they were old, but also his all of his police files were gone. Yeah, everything was deleted. But he wasn't even aware that they had all been turned. They that that was what they've been called is crazy. He hmm. was there was a line at some point where he said, "I didn't like I didn't know that." Yeah, where Dorian is informing him about how their whole race was shut down. Right, but my point is when uh, Dorian Dorian never had his police files, not just his cases, but like. All of his police training, his police protocol, access mm. to the police database. I feel like that's all stuff that he learned and he knows because he has access to the database versus this guy who, you know, like a computer that doesn't have Internet or that hasn't been connected to the Internet in years, uh, its files are still just what it had when it was shut off. You know, I'm sure I have an iBook from like 2007 <laughs> That, you know, its files haven't been updated ever since. Who knows what's on there? It's an iBook. You'll never be able to update it. Though. My old poems. That's what's on there. Uh-huh. <laughs> New mission. Find Matt's iBook. <laughs> and read oh, poems. Oh, my high school poetry was actually pretty atrocious. It was pretty terrible. Love is... By Matt Lieberman. No. Mine still exists on the internet. I'm not going to tell you where. Oh, I still, I definitely still have some left on the internet, but there's one that I can't find anywhere that's probably just on that computer that's called Ode to Sad Eyes. <laughs> oh my God. Aww. 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 So oh, I think you. I think we've covered we covered pretty much yeah well one thing I thought was yeah. an interesting just little like throwaway moment was when they uh, they find the little uh, chip on the guy and it's Bitcoin yeah like, on the they, woman yeah they just make a shout out to Bitcoin still being around and still being a tool for the black market mm-hmm. but even more so like it's portable you have a little Bitcoin flash drive that you can carry around yeah, a little Bitcoin fob. Yeah. Used to keep money in my sock, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, if I was Dorian, I would just be like, that, that's just such a non sequitur. You totally got lucky when you reached in there. <laughs> Especially, like, until he reached down and grabbed the thing, I was just like, I was just like, is is he having, like, a senior moment? He's like, when I was a kid, my mother kept her money in her sock. I think it would have funny if he would have, like, the first sock didn't have it. What and did he would I like, have for oh. lunch? And then it was in the other sock. Yeah. What did I have for lunch today? <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom ate creamed corn. <laughs> I chewed it for me. Okay, let's uh, let's hit predictions. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> <laughs> <Fun out. laughs>
predictions? Is there is there a sound effect? We can do it. Reality. TV predictions. Yeah, I'm still not used to using this old sound effect. <laughs> I like the new one. Um, predictions. Okay, so uh, there we go. Hey, flashy oh. lights. Ooh, a light show. Right? That's so much better. Why would you ever want to go back? <laughs> I love seizure lights. I didn't know that we could throw a rave in here. Apologies to anyone this who has awesome. epilepsy at home. <laughs> Apologies, yeah. To if you're listening to us on the podcast, we're having strobe lights in here. <laughs> and it's great. And we're going to maintain them through the end of this podcast. No, we're not. Okay. All right. All right. Settle. So, what was that? That was my stool. That was your, that was your stool? My, my foot is Your foot rest? Oh, oh, mine fell earlier. This is the most, this is a free podcast. The ghosts, the ghosts are in here. It's Our studio is haunted. Free, free podcast. Predictions. <laughs> predictions. Yo, predictions. So, uh, we we saw this episode that was out of sequence. Um, do we know what number the next episode is? Are we heading back to episode nine? I think it's four. I, I haven't. No, no I we, don't, we I don't know. I, whatever I saw didn't have the, the whole. Oh, yeah, it is episode this. four because we watched one, five, six, seven, eight. I said one, four, five, six, seven, eight. A, I was is wrong. It one, it's, two, four, five, six. No, seven. we watched one, episode five, which is skin, okay. six, seven, eight, oh, okay. three, and then I think the next one is four. I misspoke at the top of the episode and I apologize. And we still haven't seen episode two. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll find them all at some point. Yeah. After this episode, I am even more reassured about the episode's airing out of order. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. might be a little bit of inconsistent. might be fun to go back and rewatch them in the yeah, original I don't, order. After but. seeing this, I don't feel like it's detrimental anymore. Um, yeah. But it is... It's, Suck on that It's firefly. still knowing it. You can't, like, <laughs> unknow it. Yeah, but, like, if you're going to do a whole run of episodes and then go back, why not do two, three, and four in order? I Yeah, I don't I don't understand why we still haven't seen two. That makes no sense. Well, they is lo- it I mean, bad? I is it atrocious? I assume they're looking at them and saying, uh, they went down, they're like, all right, so we're airing these ones first, but the if we're going to reorder them, this order makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, assu- well, I'm giving J.H. Wyman the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I'm hoping great. that, you know, because obviously there's a reason behind it. I'm hoping it's a beneficial reason and that it's not a Firefly reason. I know we've talked about us. this before. No, it, from the interview that he gave in that article that we tweeted out, it sounded like he was very much a part of this decision uh, that, you know, while it's not exactly what he would want to do, he's figured out a way that he feels is not detrimental to the audience, so we have to trust the showrunner. Well, do you think yeah. when they put it out on DVD, you know, real life prediction, when they put it out on DVD, do you think they'll do it in the intended order, or some do you think they'll just do, do it the some, aired order? Some shows do, some shows don't. Uh, it, it remains to be seen. I know, um, like, for example, Futurama, Futurama didn't they, they they had two see ep, volume four as the DVDs call them is yeah. split into two com- different seasons on air right but it's, they just aired them as they were intended to but that wasn't a serialized right, the, show right you know but like or no they did they did do it in order because they would ha- they had an episode that was held over for like two years that is put on the DVD in the correct order yeah some shows do some shows don't. Uh, well, it remains to be we'll seen. We'll find out, but well, let's predict. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's predict. So, uh, if we're seeing episode four next, there's still a lot of development left. I'm gonna pin this one as the, uh, Stahl and Kennick spend a lot of time together episode. Uh, cause we still haven't had that. And it's either episode two or episode four. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it makes zero sense for Dorian to bring it up in episode five. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so I feel like we're going to get our, okay, they're spending a lot of time together on a case episode next. 
that's that's my big prediction. I think when we get back to episode nine, I want to see Dorian have his apartment. Um, he's beginning to discover all these things about himself. I think we've got to be getting back into in syndicate territory at some point. Uh, cause we haven't seen it since the pilot and that's a long time. Yeah. It's a crazy long time for such a Especially big, since this is supposed to be like the pinnacle mob mafia of the current time. Yeah. Right. We haven't seen them since the pilot. Right. right. Like none of these crimes have been directly tied to in well, syndicate to our knowledge, to our knowledge. I, and that give we, it time. <laughs> right. But Let like, it boil. My Let point is simmer. like, you'd think we'd even get like a little like snippet at the end of an episode, like a connection, nothing. So yeah. we've got to be getting it either this week with episode four, just like a little bit, or we're going to get an episode nine. Um, and again, I want to see Dorian have a romantic relationship and I want to see the implications of that. Megan. Um, I don't, uh, if we're looking back, I don't know what to uh, expect, like looking back a couple episodes, but, um, I'm gonna go ahead and make a prediction. I think in Syndicate had something to do with the DRNs going crazy. I love this and prediction. I'm really worried that at any point they can just flip a switch and Dorian will go nuts. That's what I'm really afraid of. I robot style? <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> Is that good? Um, well, I've been keep sort of keeping track of like all the tech that we've gotten in each episode. And like, so we start out Ooh. with the Myclon red. Then we got the the fake the human skin, the, yeah, the mm-hmm. synthetic but real skin. Palladium, the drug, the bends. Now we've got the we've got clones, and then we've got an artificial heart. And I don't know if you guys watched the sneak peek at what well, basically they did a sneak peek at the rest of the season i didn't see it on air no, i missed it there's too. some really interesting stuff in there because it's really just all just flashes of stuff and they showed what i believe is, is going to be a the first generation of androids because it doesn't Sweet. have any skin it's just silver and it's got a big red light in its forehead uh looks really cool and there's a moment where the, we meet the scientist who invented the drns yeah, his creator. Um, yeah, Sweet. so we're going to get to meet him, and he says, you have to stab the robot in the back of the neck with this. And we see Kenix, or I think it was Kenix, jumping and towards some woman. Um, so it looks like we're finally going to meet a female android. Great. So that would be great, yeah. I'm assuming that all of these pieces, the biomech heart, the skin, is all building towards a some new level of android that is going to be we're going to learn we're going to learn that anna was an android the whole time bum, bum, yes. bum, she was a sexy android <laughs> yeah sexy android plant who you know had human dna and he didn't even know about it and it's totally gonna blow canix's <laughs> mind and he's never gonna be able to trust anyone ever again Just ever like ever she ever blew his mind what up oh. <laughs> oh i give that joke two and a half dory <laughs> i'll take it all right uh I, I hope we see some more of the syndicate as well. That's that's what I'm looking for. I want to see. I, I like the idea of them potentially being behind everything, and them even decommissioning the DRNs, and that that they're so powerful that we don't even know how powerful they are. So yeah. I'm hoping for that. Great. So. Wouldn't cool. it be funny if they were just a group of schmucks who really didn't know what they were doing? Right? Like they just like they just got in too deep. Like they just they just wanted a couple things of Myclon Red, and then suddenly cops everywhere, and they're the whole like, world went down the toilet. We yeah. were just trying to cure cancer. Yeah. All right. We just wanted to cure future cancer. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? Well, How have we not cured it yet? These guys over here. These, these ways. Here. These wise well, Android guys. Matt, since you gave us a lovely introduction. Tell us where we can find you, the often duplicated but never imitated. Whoa. Matt <laughs> I, I always say where you can find me last. 
Okay. Okay, well, fine. Go last. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to give you a nice No, no, you know, no. No, it's off. fine. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E B E R M A N. You can also you can find me on Instagram at Maddie Lieberman with a Y. Uh, you'll see right. fun pictures and videos of me taking stuff because I'm sick. Um, yeah, the new gel in the hair. Oh nice. yeah, no, I, got, I look very dapper. Uh, you can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on Agents of Shield, Sleepy Hollow, Betas, which is a great show you should be watching on Amazon, and a bunch of new shows in January. Stay tuned. Megan Salinas, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Manguin, and that's T H E M E N G U I N. And I'm also on the Agents of Shield AfterBuzz. Great, Ryan. Hey, you can find me at Ryan Hooks ninety two on the Twitter, on the <laughs> Facebook, on the Instagram on the Snapchat on the Yahoo. Do you Pretty get much all the above. You know what? I got some Snapchats from people. And it's nice. sexy Snapchats. <laughs> Not from fans yet. <laughs> I'm looking forward to a, a Zach Wilson Snapchat. Hey. Uh, well, guys, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson, T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank we will see you in January. Yeah, yeah. Three weeks off. All right. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here. And be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.